Wednesday evening here in uh, the Turkish resort of Belek. My name's David Kushner, the uh, editor-in-chief of SportsPro. James Emmett, SportsPro magazine editor, you're here too. Good evening. And uh, what a day it's been uh, on the Sport Accord exhibition floor and uh, hotel lobby here at the, uh, at the fabulous uh, uh, resort here in Belek. Uh, plenty going on, plenty of people meeting each other, sharing ideas, having discussions, selling to each other. Uh, buying from each other. Buying from each other. Uh, 1,600 uh, sports industry uh, bigwigs are here uh, to uh, here this week uh, to uh, chew the fat as far as the industry is concerned. Uh, James, did you meet anybody interesting today? <laughs> Uh, yes, I met several uh, people today, David. Um, interesting. Yes, they were interesting. The, fir- the first person I met today was a uh, lovely lady called Lisa Lazarus. Uh, now, Lisa works for the uh, International Equestrian Federation, the FEI. She's the chief of business and strategy there. She used to work um, for the NFL. Um, and we were talking generally about the, the FEI's business, you know, its outlook ahead of um, what's their major event, uh, major quadrennial event, which is the World Equestrian Games, which is happening this year in Normandy. Everything looking up for her. She was also speaking later on on a panel um, about empowering women in sport, um, and she had some interesting ideas to share uh, about that, notably um, that the FEI uh, frees um, women's ranking points uh, when they go off to have children. Yeah, which is uh, quite interesting. She was also saying it's also the uh, one of the very few sports where men and women compete equally, um, which is something that isn't perhaps as drawn out as it as it could be. So Normandy, uh, the place to be later this year. Normandy, the place to be uh, later this year. Uh, She was also um, quite candid about Rio, and obviously this is a a major theme of uh, this year's Sport Accord Convention. Everyone is concerned about Rio. And she was expressing, I think, a typical international federation's concern. And we learned today that um, 17 of the 28 uh, summer international federations voiced their concerns to the IOC executive board that met today with uh, ASWAF, the Summer Federations Association, and AWAF. Uh, the Winter Olympic uh, International Federations Association um, and the FEI I think were probably one of those uh, 17 uh, that voiced their concerns Lisa was basically saying um, that not only are these delays in, in constructing the venues and the, uh, the equestrian venue will be in the Diodoro uh, mm. Centre along with many other sports and this is the area of most concern exactly, it's the area of most concern and, and she was running through exactly why it's a concern Um, It's not just a matter of scheduling for the test events. Obviously, um, they want it to be ready for the games themselves, but they need it to be ready for the test events. In the FEI's case, it would be an absolute disaster if the safety wasn't up to scratch. Um, Because, obviously, as is the case with racing, if there is an athlete injury is one thing, but an equine injury is something altogether more... um, tragic I think um, because invariably it leads to uh, the death of the horse um, which is not good in front of billions of people at the Olympics so safety is of the utmost importance and you are risking uh, safety if you're not able to carry out a test event in plenty of time to iron out the kinks 
While you were chatting to the FEI, I was chatting to another uh, Summer Olympic uh, International Federation, uh, ISAF, the International Sailing Federation, and they too uh, have concerns about uh, the venue construction for the uh, uh, Games. Not so much uh, their venue per se, but generally. Uh, In fact, uh, uh, Jerome Pels, the uh, chief executive of ISAF, was... uh, uh, suggesting that he was a little disappointed that the uh, proposed refurbishment of the sailing uh, uh, marina had not uh, begun yet and he feels that uh, it really needs to get moving. An ISAF concern, and it's something that he raised yesterday in the uh, General Assembly uh, of the International Federations, is uh, water pollution. Uh, and he was explaining to me that uh, it's really anecdotal rather than scientific because ISAF don't have the resources to send a team down there themselves to uh, test out the water but anecdotally from sailors who have sailed in um, and around uh, the marina in Rio have reported uh, eye infections and ISAF really calling on the IOC to uh, check that out but it's one of a, a growing list a big list and a growing list of problems, issues, challenges, whatever phrase you want to use uh, that the IOC is facing. Thomas Back uh, talked today to, uh, directly to the, uh, the international federations and he's going to be speaking here again tomorrow at the end of uh, the second of two days of executive board uh, meetings uh, going on uh, in and around the complex here. We did hear though uh, just uh, a few minutes ago you and I were in a, a press briefing with uh, Mark Adams, the Director of Communications at the IOC, James. That's right, yeah. Uh, Essentially, Mark was stressing uh, that there are, of course, concerns, um, but uh, the executive board are very much emphasising that there is still time for Rio to complete, uh, uh, to deliver um, not just a good games, but a really good games, or indeed a great games. Um, There is no talk of plan Bs across any, there's certainly no open talk of plan Bs uh, across any of the issues, venue construction, moving the entire thing all together, absolutely no talk about that. Uh, the task forces, there are at least three task forces that will be going into Rio, details of which will be given to Rio them. So they're talking about it today, the executive board, um, details of which will be given to Rio directly uh, tomorrow, shared with us after that, I'd imagine. I, I, yes, I think it's what is slightly complicating things uh, this week is that the senior, senior executives from Rio are not here and they would ordinarily be here, uh, but they've been uh, taking part in uh, quite urgent and quite critical talks uh, that have really been talked up by both sides uh, with the government in uh, Brazil this week. So no sign of Carlos Nuzman, who's uh, really the figurehead of Brazil's lo- uh, Rio's local organising committee. Uh, the executive board, we understand, did hear from uh, the Rio executives via video conference call today uh, and amongst the topics uh, discussed were uh, was Rio's uh, accommodation strategy, their hiring strategy, their venue strategy as talked about uh, incessantly this week by the international federations and their communication strategy and, and Mark Adams uh, uh, answering uh, one of the questions uh, in the briefing just a few minutes ago uh, this Wednesday evening uh, said I don't think it's a surprise that there are concerns uh, speaking about the federations and he uh, was confirming that the IOC is very much in touch with the federations so uh, as much as they are saying publicly they are probably saying even more uh, privately. Mm, That's absolutely right Uh, and elsewhere uh, we both uh, spoke to some rather interesting gentlemen from Astana 
mm. the mm. capital of Kazakhstan mm. and uh, Astana um, is uh, going to be a name you're going to be hearing quite a lot of I think over the uh, the coming months and years uh, what's and more tomorrow perhaps and more tomorrow perhaps um, what has happened is uh, in the last few months they have uh, basically uh, rebranded and uh, moved together all the uh, various previously uh, quite disparate sports teams uh, representing Astana, everything from football to ice hockey to basketball to uh, rally raid to uh, World Series boxing team and of course the uh, uh, the Astana professional cycling team, probably the best known of all the Astana teams internationally um, and they've grouped them all under the uh, umbrella of the uh, Presidential Sports Club of Astana all part of a uh, an Astana brand building exercise and to really, uh, as the phrase often goes, uh, put Kazakhstan on the map uh, internationally and uh, they have a big stand here at uh, Sport Accord and this is really their uh, their public launch so we're expecting to hear uh, a lot more from them and uh, they were talking today about um, how they have invested over a hundred million dollars uh, that's the whole budget of the uh, the club it's nine I believe eight or nine sports eight sports two individual eight sports two individual projects the two individual projects are uh, weightlifter Ilya Ilyin who was uh, present uh, today here at the convention and also uh, ice skater and uh, Olympic medalist Dennis Tan uh, who I believe got a bronze medal in Sochi Kazakhstan's first uh, figure skating uh, yes indeed Um, it's interesting uh, whereas previously um, many multi-sports clubs around the world have invariably um, eventually focused on football uh, it's not the case uh, with uh, the Astana team there is an Astana football club that they are investing in but uh, as uh, as they were saying today uh, that is a, uh, a big goals big budget for a uh, to run a uh, football club so it's very much going to be uh, one of several sports that are uh, uh, really uh, highlighted and built up uh, over there, so um, described by um, by Michael Payne, uh, a man well known uh, across the sports industry, uh, uh, the former International uh, Olympic Committee marketing director uh, turned uh, consultant. Uh, he described it, and he's working with Kazakhstan. He described it as uh, an important model and a new innovation. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um... I think that's about the lot, Dave. Yeah, well, you bumped into Brian Cookson today, didn't you? The did. uh, UCI president. I bumped into Brian Cookson and I had a, uh, a few words with him. Um, essentially, it is Brian Cookson's second visit to Sport Accord. He went to the London uh, event in 2011. Uh, he's obviously taken over as the president of the International Cycling Union, replacing Pat McQuaid in September last year. And I was putting a few questions to him about um, Sport Accord, about what he wants to get out of uh, this event. He delivered a keynote speech earlier today as part of the conference um, that's going on tangentially to all the um, Olympic meetings. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> and he was uh, essentially saying that he was also using it as, as quite a big networking exercise because as Pat McQuaid um, put to him in the campaign... Um, Brian Cookson isn't nearly as well known in Olympic circles or nearly as influential in Olympic circles as uh, Pat McQuaid is and was. Um, And yeah, so he's forging links and uh, essentially playing the diplomat. I also asked him about his little spat with Marius Visa, 
who is the president of Sport Accord, also the president of the International Judo Federation. And Cookson recently suggested that the IOC should consider shaking things up a little, um, removing a couple of the summer sports from the crowded summer games, moving them over to the winter games where there's space uh, to play with. And he suggested that, um, along with track cycling, perhaps sports like judo, uh, should be considered to uh, to move across to to the winter games. Comments made at uh, Sports Pro Live, incidentally, That's just right, a few yeah. weeks ago, to uh, the Press Association uh, uh, Press Association Sports Chief Reporter uh, Martin Ziegler. Yeah, that's right, uh, and uh, he. Um he, he, he basically apologised to Marius Fizzi. He said he, he shook his hand today um, and it's all water under the bridge, but he did recognise that it, it was perhaps a little bit silly and a little bit inexperienced uh, to make a suggestion like that about someone else's sport without, uh, without clearing it with them first. Indeed. Um, just one more uh, Olympic note. As mentioned, uh, we are due to hear from uh, the IOC President uh, Thomas back tomorrow at the end of the Executive Board meeting, which will continue here in Belek tomorrow morning. That's if his voice holds out uh, some concerning uh, uh, news that uh, Thomas Back is on the verge of losing his voice, having uh, done the rounds here over the last few days. Yes, well, I saw him at breakfast today, David, as you well know, and we bumped into each other at the yoghurt stand uh, I was getting yoghurt with strawberries in and he was, I noted, getting yoghurt with a good deal of honey and lemon, uh, which uh, it turns out was a shrewd move, a shrewd move and, and hopefully his voice will hold out uh, for tomorrow. That is for tomorrow, uh, which will be Thursday, day three or five here at uh, Sporticod, our third and final day, uh, but the uh, fifth day in total of this uh, enormous uh, sports industry uh, convention so we will uh, return shall we James with some more thoughts uh, at some point uh, on Thursday let's hope so sportspromedia.com of course for all your uh, sports industry news and all the latest from here at Sport Accord uh, otherwise from us a very good evening good evening <laughs>